I'm going to invite Elena Michelle Lopez to come forward. <clears throat> she is our four-year-old. And yesterday by 8 p.m., the brand new dress was ready for the big special day. The shoes were ready to go. And um, she is super excited um, to be part of, she's been telling everyone in Coral Gables for the last two weeks, we're going to a new home. We're going to a new home. We're going to a new home. And I believe she told someone at the 8.30, we're going to a new home. <laughs> so this is your new home. Isabel, Isabel Gabriela Lopez, we say Isabel or Isa, you might uh, get used to saying that. So this is our 12-year-old who's 5'6", I'm 5'4". <laughs> and um, also very excited. Um, we're really all very excited. And um, thank you. and uh, very gracious and supportive, unconditional love of uh, my husband. We met in youth group, and to get points with the pastor's kid, that would be me. He learned how to play the drums to be part of the worship team. Um, so I asked them beforehand to, to do this with me in, in every service. So this is, for me, the reason why I hope that whatever I say from a pulpit and however I behave and whatever I hope to, to teach or speak of, that they may be the first people to keep me and hold me accountable. So this is one of my main inspirations, the gang right here. Later on, you will hopefully meet my mother-in-law who's here for the week to, to help you know, for this week. And then um, and my mom hopefully will come um, they're both uh, widows, rather recent. So you will be meeting them, and thank you. This is the family Lopez. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So I will, today, of course, I'll say something brief about myself. I already took just a few minutes to, to share with you, introduce you, my family. After the service, we're going to have a, a brief time to meet and greet. I will take time for the weeks to come to share a little glimpse of my life, to bring story, to resonate with whatever biblical text I'm bringing. But I don't want to overdo, because it's the first service, worship service, to bring too much of a person's story. Because you've come to worship the Lord, you've come to be in the presence of God and with each other. And I hope that you take away something that will help you starting this afternoon until next week. So with that said, let's get right to the, the message. And as you can imagine why I would bring this particular focus, I want to talk a little bit starting today and I will continue next week about first impressions. 
So let me define a little bit of how I want to bring to your attention first impressions. First impressions are indicative, not conclusive, not comprehensive. First impressions are indicative of something more. Indicates that more is yet to be explored, to be discovered. That is why a first impression should not be comprehensive as if it tells the whole story from the get-go and it should not be conclusive as if one has the authority to understand fully and with depth and the length of whatever impression we're developing. First impression, you can define it as the initial meet. I want to de define it a little bit as an intersection, an intersection, an opportunity to express something, and as a result of that, or consequently, there's a perception being formed. Something is being expressed and something is being received. There's the intersection of an initial meet. So I dare to wonder this morning, and I will bring one of my thoughts this morning, that I will dare to say that if not all, the vast majority of you have wondered what Vidalis, what I am like. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> what kind of pastor I am, who I strive to be. How long does she preach? Why does she preach that long or short? Today's supposed to be shorter. And I will share with you that I've had the similar approach. I too have wondered. I am wondering what you're like, what kind of church family we are, and who we strive and hope to be. And that can go as far as what kind of coffee you do, the quality of it. It can just go on and on and on. Right? So clearly, a first impression I'm going to cough. A first impression has to be a wonder, questions that need to be answered. So it's indicative of something more. First impressions are a big deal because they make some sort of lasting impression. And there's danger when first uh, uh, impressions phase out because maybe the lack of meaning is the result of something fading out. But we'll talk about that next week. In 1985, my father responded to God's call into the mission work as an elder with United Methodist Church. I was five years old by then and he felt the call to go into the mission field in Central America to Panama. So we lived there for eight years, most of my childhood, five to 12 years old. I look back, 
and I can remember vividly my first impressions of receiving the news that we're moving to a third world country. And it included a prickle of fear. In fact, an injection of fear. I have an older brother. My name is Vidal, Liz. His name is Vidal. There you go. And eight years old at that time. And I was sitting on my mother's lap, waiting to receive the required vaccinations. Then my eight-year-old brother, strong-willed, go-getter, brave, the big tough one, didn't go first because he was so scared of the vaccinations. I went first. So, as a five-year-old, I'm wondering, Dad, Mom, what are you doing to us? Where are we going that requires such pain? Injections. I remember vividly, I had to sit on my mom's lap, and they had to restrain my arms, and she had to wrap her legs around my legs so that I wouldn't kick, move, react to the nurse. So I really was asking my parents, what are you doing to us, and where are we going? That requires this injection of pain. I had to trust my parents' judgment. And my first impression about this trip was awful. I closed my eyes. I looked away. I felt the restraint. I prayed. I remember the simple words of, God help me, God help me, I'm sure. My parents or my mom prayed, it's going to be okay, God is with you. I hoped for the best, and I had no choice but to go for it. Fast forward to the first couple of years for my family in Panama. It was difficult, the uncertainty of many things, the difficulty of transitions and process. And yet here I am, I stand today, my first day with you. And I am convinced, and you will hear more about this in time, I am convinced that one of the main reasons why I am a pastor today is because of my formative years in that wonderful country and experience in Panama. But now I get to say that. So I invite you to bring to mind, and I'm really asking you to take time and do this. If not now, later, but try and do this. Let's give purpose of why we come to church. Bring to mind, for today, a positive childhood first impression that you can remember. And that today, you may consider it a lasting impression. I'm going to also ask you to consider sharing that story, that experience with someone you trust. And if you said it to someone already, I ask you to revisit that again. 
because it's healthy for us to be mindful, to remember how we got here. It's helpful for someone to notice your thoughtfulness. And if they've never heard it, it really always helps for someone else to receive a little bit of your story. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. We don't know conclusively how our lives unfold. We don't, and we never will. But we do know, or we should know, or we are invited to believe that life that is indicative, that is done with God in the midst of it, it's a meaningful better, purposeful life. It makes the difference in the world. To incorporate faith, to understand that it's a constant formation of our faith, that you and I are not alone, that God is always near enough and eternally makes the difference in the world for every circumstance and prickle that life brings to us. So can you look back and reflect on some of your life's intersections or first impressions and think of them now today as opportunities for your faith to be shaped, to be deepened, to be stretched. Next week, I'm going to actually unpack, my style is to bring a text and really unpack it with you due to the time piece here and the reception. Maybe you can read as I speak a little bit of it. If you practice reading the, the word during the week, if you remember, read this one because I will bring it again next week. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. And as you may review it, if it's on the screen, at least I want to say this. When you see that first pronoun, that first person, I. So this is Paul sending a letter to a church just like you from Corinth. And when you review those verses, as we will next week, you and I can tell what kind of first impressions became lasting impressions from Paul's perspective about that church. I will just say, I give thanks to God always for you. That sounds like they had a healthy, meaningful journey together, correct? And it also speaks about who the people were that promoted such lasting impression on Paul. So that'll be for next week. Come back. Hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about how first impressions matter as faith forma uh, formations. Not today, but tomorrow, uh, for next week, we will have to incorporate into this text the reality of how many formative impressions are bad are difficult and how they need to be repaired, renewed, and even rebirthed. 
because that can be done through the power of Jesus Christ, your Redeemer. As a church, we are leaning into a time of transitions. And I want to join this community. I want to. I hope to do it. And I will strive to do that. And I will close my eyes to give thanks for you and with you. I will close my eyes for the sake of focusing and pray for and with you. I will think about when fear prickles or maybe the injection of hardships are endured in your family and mind and how we have to deal with it, how we have to endure, how we can overcome it. We will close our eyes. We will open our hearts. We will succumb to the Holy Spirit's work. And I pray to do that with you. I will keep my eyes, my mind, my soul close to the Holy Bible, striving to bring life to this narrative into your everyday life from week after week. And as the famous quote says, if and when necessary, using words. I hope that you do the same. I hope that you're challenged and bring purpose to your habit of attending church. I hope to hear about your life's first impressions. I look forward to meeting you, many of you, all of you perhaps, in different settings in the next few weeks. I believe they start this Wednesday and Thursday, some on Saturday. And we're going to do those several times. And those gatherings will focus on collective impressions. Your personal stories should be expressed in a more personal way, one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm going to do my best to refrain of tempting myself to try and hear your personal story amongst too many people. That undermines your story. I will refrain from promising you that I want to meet with all of you in the next three weeks. That would undermine the value of your story because I will simply squeeze you in a schedule. But diligently, I hope that if it takes three, four months, so be it. We have time. Because it's your life's impressions. And we're building relationships. And starting tomorrow, I will begin to meet with uh, the church leadership, staff, and lay leadership of the church and the preschool. I will go and introduce myself to different community organizations. I will be patient and behave in a DMV because I have to change my driver's license in 30 days. <laughs> and I am very well aware that I am making first impressions starting tomorrow as well. And I am very aware, and I hope you're too, that first impressions are pretty much always somehow lasting impressions. That's a blessing and a great responsibility. So, may we all close our eyes.
May we all pray. May we all ask earnestly God to shape our faith. May we all hope. May we all go for it. May we all yield to the work of God. May we all collaborate with God. So when we open our eyes and into the world, the opportunities known as intersections are indicative of Christ in you. Amen. So as a way for you to take this with you into your day-to-day and until uh, next week, You are invited this morning to receive the nourishment of God, an opportunity for a lasting impression. For the wrong first impressions we may have conveyed in the past, as recent as this morning or last night, come to the table to be nourished, to be forgiven, to receive and to know, to have the peace of mind that the Lord forgives us. For the burdens we carry, for the fear, the the concerns, the problems, for the hurtful, lasting impressions inflicted upon us or self-inflicted, come to the table and receive the merciful, gracious nourishment of God. Because we're grateful for God's faithfulness and underserving grace, come to the table. I invite you, if, when you come forward, if you're able to kneel or kneel in your heart, When I say close your eyes, I just mean focus. Bring your attention, mind, heart, and all being, and your hands, your very being. It's that focus of opening your heart to the work, to the succumbing work of the Holy Spirit, to fill your heart, to repair, to renew, and to give rebirth if and when necessary. May we never take for granted the invitation of God through Jesus Christ and the Lord's table because it changes you. It's a lasting impression in your life. So receive that. Accept that. Let us pray. God, we close our eyes as a way to be in a moment with you, primarily, exclusively, maybe with you. Search our hearts. You know our thoughts. Work in our lives. We hope And we respond to you 
in the name of Christ. Amen.